Hey, it's Friday again. And <laughs> it's, you know what? I just wanted to start off by saying, all right, I know this is episode six of season three of the Open Heart Collective. And this week has been a nightmare when it comes to technology and trying to coordinate the show. So I want to say a massive amount of thanks to both Colby from earlier in the week and Mark today for putting up with all of this nonsense in order to, for us to be able to actually have this conversation. Now, I met Mark about six weeks ago at a big LinkedIn event in Chicago. And Mark's story caught my eye. Man is trying to climb the seven summits of the world and raise money for kids in all of these different countries, doing such amazing things. And I said, when I met him, I'm like, I've got to have him on the show. And we've gone through a nightmare together these last 35 minutes. And well, actually more like the last 40 minutes. But we're here now. And we're going to have this conversation with you guys because we're not having these conversations around mental health often enough. And we're not having and we're not getting to know each other well enough. So, Mark, you, you know the format, right? We're going to talk about your story for a little bit. We're going to dive into what were those obstacles or those struggles that you had to overcome and what did you do to overcome them? And then we're gonna, and then I want to know. Well, I I kind of know already, but I want to know what's exciting in your world right now because that's important too. So, all that being said, Mark, welcome to the show. Introduce yourself. Hi, Mark. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm a I'm a waiter. I'm a waiter by day. I'm a climber, youth advocate, and storyteller by night. I stole that from you. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll give you credit for that. I just had to include the waiter part because I want people to see that I'm just a normal dude, you know, and somebody that they right. can relate to who has absolutely huge goals. So I think that's important to include that. I, I am waiting tables at the Cheesecake Factory right now. It is what it is. It's a so, crazy grind. If you're grinding. in Chicago and you want, che want cheesecake, go to the guy Mark. I'm your guy. Request me. <laughs> I get phenomenal guest satisfaction. <laughs> I don't doubt that, man, at all. <laughs> all right, so anyways, um, I just created a new project called Project 43324. Doesn't sound very elegant whatsoever, but the numbers are very significant. Um, so Project 43324 marries my climb of the highest mountain on each of the seven continents while supporting youth development for children in need. Um, 43324... Uh, represents the accumulated elevation of each of the seven summits in meters and the financial goal looking to be met um, for seven organizations, both domestic and international, that have a comprehensive approach um, for children in need um, for a, what was that? <laughs> I said I love it. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's for to empower young people with resources um, to reach their full potential and to achieve their dreams. So that's that's kind of what it's all about. And that number is going to be broken down um, evenly 
that that financial goal will be broken down evenly right. between seven organizations. It's like a little over $6,100, and that'll be at the disposal of these organizations um, for to help out with the resources um, right. like uh, internet accessibility is a big one, um, laptops. I think internet accessibility is huge, actually, especially in these areas that are more remote um, in terms of becoming more self-reliant. I, I just think right. that's that's really huge. Agreed. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> so that's an incredible goal. And we'll talk more, or incredible mission. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. But I want to know your story a little bit more because you've talked about this. You talked about what you're doing now, but what's what's Mark's life been up till now? Because I'm really intrigued to know because you, not everybody grows up or wakes up one day and says, hmm. <laughs> I want to climb the seven tallest mountains in the world over the next X period of time yeah. without there being some underlying underlying fire, something that inspired you, something like, I just want to know your story. So uh, I did it because I was bored. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, no, that would be the answer, but. No, like I, I just, I honestly felt like I wanted to do something um, I wanted to push my body to its limits and just do something where I could leave a mark. You know, I, I guess I was bored. I didn't want to do something that wasn't going to make a difference. And that's right. kind of how I set out. And over the past few few years, I've been really trying to find myself as a person. Um, I left the country for the first time, first time in um, 2016. Um, I did a trek of 110 miles over France, Italy, and Switzerland called Tour de Mont Blanc. And that kind of got my feet wet. But yeah, I just... I wanted to do something, you know, I, I didn't want to, I wanted to do something that not a lot of people get to do. And like I said, I was really trying to find myself as a person right. and, and get inspired. And on each one of these trips, I, there's been a little inspiration that has led to project four, three, three, two, four. So on each, each journey, there's been a little bit of um, inspiration that I've picked up. That's kind of led to this moment. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, dude, I don't know, man, I've always been, super creative and outside of the box, especially when I was younger. Um, I went to school for, for graphic design, which is nice. now I'm doing, doing this. <laughs> I didn't, um, I didn't get my degree in graphic design. I just, like I said, I, I don't know. I wanted to do something more real. I, that's the only way I can explain it. Like just something real and something that's really gonna, you know, leave my mark in a positive way right. for the, for the short amount of time that I have. Um, on this planet. So, yeah, so I wanted to branch out. Um, I did the Tour de Mont Blanc um, trek in 2016. Um, just being in the mountains, uh, I don't, you, you kind of feel, you feel reborn a little bit and it kind of puts things into perspective. Uh, right. So, yeah, I did that trek with a, with a group of people. Um, like I said, that's kind of getting my feet wet. And then my guide wanted me to come back and actually climb Mont Blanc itself. And that kind of planted the seed of, you know, maybe possibly, mount, you know, doing mountaineering to the technical aspect of climbing as opposed to just trekking. So it's like, okay, maybe I could possibly do this at some point. Right. So, so then I ended up um, traveling to Nepal uh, for some high altitude trekking and, you know, little, little baby steps, you know, <laughs> and that was again a trek, but you, you were at elevation. So it was very difficult. Um, by the way, if right. you've never been to Nepal, I, highly recommend it. it I haven't. It's not, it, it, it is oddly enough on my list. I've had some friends from there over, over the years, although we've 
been long since disconnected, but yeah, everything about it is just, it's, I mean, obviously the landscape with the people there are just so, um, so genuine, um, always have a smile on their face. And this is where I kind of got some inspiration from during the actual trek. I mean, you see the lack of resources that this country has and how undeveloped it is. Um, and it kind of prompted me to want to do something, but like these people are so, they were just so kind and like with what they had, you know what I'm saying? And it just brings out the genuine, the just brings out the humility of like an actual person when, when they are at their, their worst, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I, I did this, uh, this trek, um, kind of saw this and this prompted me to want to do something on my next trip, actually help out in the community, which I'm, you right. know, was, was going to climb in. So the next, the next trip was, um, uh, Mount Kilimanjaro in uh, Tanzania, Africa. And that was my first crack at, uh, one of the seven summits, uh, Mount Kilimanjaro. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, I wanted to do something. I was raising money for a school out there in a remote area called Stella Maris English Medium Primary. Right? What was the, so, what was the, what was the, what got you to that point where you were not obviously not just wanting to climb Kilimanjaro, but right. connecting with and doing it for a cause? Because, I mean, that that's obviously takes the ego entirely out of it. Right. right. That makes right. it not about haha, I climbed this, right? Like like right. the attaboy moment. It it puts something deeper behind the meaning of it. Obviously, I mean having you were you in the area of Kilimanjaro before you actually did the climb? And is right. that what kind of led you to that I want to work with this particular organization? Right. I mean, I, I wasn't. I, I had a few days before the climb, yes, but I thought of doing this before um, actually traveling to Tanzania. And I got kind of that inspiration from when I was in Nepal because I wasn't able to help out in the community that time around. And like I said, just seeing the lack of resources in such an underdeveloped country, it just really kind of, like I said, prompted me to right. want to actually do something on my next trip. So that was like the carryover from that trip. Um, and yeah, so then I, I ended up raising close to a little over a thousand dollars for Selamaris, and I did my research um, on this school. And the reason why I wanted to raise money and why it's so important is because it's one of eight schools in all of Tanzania that teaches English as a first language, which is super important because yes, it's super important because the secondary schooling um, entry uh, level exams are, are administered in in English, but most of these schools are teaching Swahili, which is a native language of Eastern Africa, which is important. Right. That's great. You want to, you know, hold on to the culture. That's my other thing. You want to make a difference in these communities, but you don't want them to lose out on their, their rich culture and heritage, you right. know? So, um, so yeah, obviously learning, you know, continuing to learn Swahili, their native language is perfect, but you also want to combine that with learning English as well, because English fluency opens up the doors for many job opportunities. But like right. I said, a lot of these schools aren't teaching English whatsoever. And these exams are being administered in English. So these kids are essentially being set up to fail, which is just and, and insane. Let, let's talk about that for a minute, too, because knowing that or coming from a country of privilege like we are, right, right. where right. we have the ability to learn Whatever we want to learn, all we have to do is go, right? right? And oftentimes pay for it because sometimes it, it costs money to educate yourself. But 
in a and yet we complain, which blows my mind. But in in a country where access to education, which equals access to knowledge, is limited, I can Great. only imagine what that does for the mental health of those communities. Right? right? Like we're talking about being set up to fail like that what you wake up every day just like and eh. i mean i can only imagine what like looking at the mental health structure in these underdeveloped countries when even in the u.s and a lot of these overly developed countries the support and and knowledge of mental health is is already limited so you take it in a country where we have a endless supply of, uh, of information yet the resources are limited and the access to resources is limited because mental health reform in the u.s is terrible mm-hmm. you take that into a country like tanzania and you're that's amplified i can only imagine i agree so okay. what Going into those cultures, because I think that's a really interesting part about your story, going into those cultures, how are the how are the people there? I mean, I can only imagine that because they're not bogged down by all of the tech, right? All of this, this, that they have the ability to actually connect with each other more. Do you, would you agree with that? A hundred percent. hundred percent. Sorry. Like, oh, you're okay. Yeah, I'm using the the monitor as like good lighting on my computer. Hey, it, we make do in the show. Yeah, because, definitely. Anyways, so what in in those areas? Any yeah, let I really I really want to talk about that cultural aspect for uh, in a minute, but I do want to know a little bit more about you and like what your life has been like because you're a young guy. I mean, I've had a few, I've had a few young, younger people on the show and it's always interesting hearing what they've gone, what they've gone through up to this point. Um, so I want to know more about you. We can talk about your mission because that's, that's exciting and important, but I want to get to know you because this is as much as this is your story and what you're doing now, it's your story and what's led you to now. Mm-hmm. So you can open up here. This is a safe place. No, I know. Um, like, to be honest, I just, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, you know, I didn't really have, I mean, I, I had guidance, obviously, but I, I just, right. I didn't, I didn't know. I was kind of, kind of stuck. And that's why I said, like, I've, I've been really trying to find myself the past few years. And I don't know. It's just, I guess I did, was never really interested in, a lot of not a lot of things just the regular things that people usually are are interested in if that makes sense like I didn't want to just do you know um, go to school get a career that I didn't really enjoy um, and kind of be tied down to that like I I like the whole um, outside of the box you know type of lifestyle where um, I don't know I can kind of make it happen on my terms i guess if that right. makes sense no i completely get it man yeah <laughs> and i mean a lot and a lot of people in on that that have been guests on this show who 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 are part of this show's history 
are the same way. Like we, we don't want to do what everybody else does because what everybody else does is boring. Right. Like, and, and I, I say that and I chastise the, the nine to five culture a little bit because I think it, especially here in the U S it satiates complacency and we're just like, eh, okay. And then we become a culture of, eh, it's okay. And then we react to things because the only thing we know is to react to things right. rather than being proactive and saying, all right, this is a problem. How do we fix it? Mm. Right? Like mental health. Right. It's a problem because we're not talking about it. Right. Because we react to it as a culture. Right. We looking at Chester Bennington, uh, Chris Cornell, Robin Williams, Anthony Bourdain, Kate Spade, and then the hundreds upon thousands of other people. When a lot of this could have been resolved by sitting down and having a conversation like you and I are doing right now. I agree. So 100%. growing up, well, what was growing up like for you? Tell me about your family, man, because obviously we're, we're all wired a little bit differently, but it all <laughs> comes from family, right? We're all stemmed to. Okay. So I get my compassion definitely from my mom. Um, Moms my are good mom. Yeah, totally. Um, she's <laughs> just been, she's been great with everything, just supporting me through this entire uh, journey so far. But um, she's a, she's a pair para, of professional for a special education um, special ed room and wow. yeah and my my sister as well she's a she's a kindergarten teacher so I have a family full of you know educators and I think I get a lot of my compassion from my mother um, yeah <laughs> no that's, <laughs> that's good I, mean, it, I come from a family of educators as well I mean my my grandfather was a professor my grandmother was a librarian yeah so well that's that's good to know that's good to know yeah. thanks for sharing yeah. that yeah i think um, that's where it definitely stems from from their compassion and wanting to, to you know to do something for for others i guess right have you always been a climber have you always been like how i was when i was growing up just literally anything with a with with vertical height i was climbing on i mean not not necessarily <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I played a lot of soccer when I was younger, um, so I guess I was always, you know, semi-decently athletic, <laughs> but in terms of, like, climbing, this is relatively new for me. Um, the whole just being on your feet and trekking and, you know, pushing your limits, that's kind of been over the past, like, three years only, so it's relatively new to me. But, yeah, like, growing okay. up, I would play soccer and whatnot when I was super younger. Um, I did ski a bit when I was younger as well. Um, Nothing too crazy, probably like an intermediate skier. But um, yeah, like we have we have family in Colorado, so we would, you know, I've I've always had an interest in the mountains. I just I've never, you know, taken it seriously in terms of actual mountain climbing. But I've always been in love with just mountains because I've I've had family I had family in Colorado, right. so um, that's kind of piqued my interest just being out there. I want to talk about the love of mountains for a minute because I yeah. I, I think. There's a, it, it's a unique breed of people that love it because yeah. not everybody loves the mountains, right? It, it, there are two, really, there are two types of people in this world. There are beach people and there are mountain people, right? right. 
you can analyze that a hundred million different ways, but that's really what it comes down to. And I love both, but man, you put me in mountains and I'm happy. Like, not, I mean, I'm genuinely a happy person by nature. Anyway, sometimes like today I got frustrated and it's been, it's been an annoying week dealing with technology, but. There's something about being up there. Like you saw that, uh, that thing, that quote that I tagged you in on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. Do you remember yeah. that one? Can I, I'm going to say it right now. Okay. So yeah, I saw, I follow this guy named, uh, Ramirez Samney on Instagram, right? So I'm quoting him. This is his quote. Uh, so it's up here. Nobody cares what you call God, what your skin color is, whether you eat with a fork or a knife or heaven forbid both. Up here, nobody cares if you're born a billionaire or into the poor slums. It is up here on the edge of human existence where connectivity is scarce, but connection is strong, where there is no 24-hour news cycle to keep us forever fearful of one another. Up here, we are forced to see ourselves for what we really are, visitors on this incredible planet, um, here for a blink of an eye to explore and experience it for the miracle that it is. And I did, like, I've, been, I've been searching to kind of sum up how I feel when I'm up there in words. And this, this is... That's just Isn't that's that it in a nutshell. Secret life of Walter Mitty. Is it? It sounds. I have no so idea. Familiar. I'll have to look. It? I'll have to look that up. That, but if, I mean, we could talk film and stuff too. But that's. <laughs> it's. I just hit me like. You got that, That's it. That's. You've got everybody has a mission, and and I think this is, this is where we can turn it into that overarching mental health conversation, right? Everybody has that mission. Everybody has that fire that burns inside them to do something, to do something, right? And that's something, it's up to you. It's not up to me, it's not up to Mark, it's not up to anybody else, it's up to you, right? Who am I to tell you what you should do? Right. That's why these shows are live. That's why we curse. That's why we talk real talk because it's up to you what you wanna take from this. It's not on. It's not up to me. It's not up to Mark, right? And there are so many. There are thousands of content creators and storytellers out there telling you their story, so that you can take from it what they want you to take from it, not so that you can sit back, analyze it, and say, "All right, I see how this can be adapted to my life, and I can make this move, and I can I can improve my life in this trajectory," right? That's the goal for this because everybody has a struggle. I don't care who you are. Everybody is not 100% confident all of the time. It's just not possible because if we were, we'd be cyborgs, right? We wouldn't be real. Having the, the ability to go through the motions, the flow, the peaks and the valleys is what makes us human. That's why I love these conversations because we can just sit and talk for an hour, right? Because when was the last time we slowed down enough to have a conversation? Because we always go. So when you when you say quotes like that, it really sticks to me because somebody could take that same exact quote and adapt it to their life's mission, which may or may not be climbing vertical, but it's exactly. their own peak. Exactly. It's their own mountain, whatever that mountain is. And that's like the one step at a time mantra of mountain climbing. That's, you can apply that to many things, mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one step at a time. 
that's really what it is. But a lot of people don't understand that you're making progress with just one step at a time, but you really are. You're getting there, you know, you're getting there eventually. And you can apply that to many, many things in life. Right. And I, I think I think the fact that we live in a world that's so centric around instant gratification. I want it now. Like I need it now. I even fall into this trap still. And I'm sure you do. You're human. Like you're like, damn it, I wish this thing would happen quicker. Right? right? Because right. I'm patient, but it just needs to be a little bit faster. Right. Because that's so much of how we're wired. So I want to I want to take that back to you're on the mountain. You're in the you're in these communities where your entire mission is to leave an impact that is so monumental. And it's not monumental because of the of the finance, right? Because that that's just a tertiary part of it. It's incredible because what I'm doing, like what I'm doing with this show, trying to help one person with every episode. I just want to hit one person's life and say they I can I can get past this moment, right? You're doing that with entire fucking communities at the same time. It's fucking wild. (laughs) Like, and, and so when you, when you shared with me, um, a few weeks ago about, um, or shortly after we talked about, uh, the one that the climb that you're going to do in Russia in July, are you making a big announcement right now? Are you are you, are you climbing with uh, me, Ryan? <laughs> I'm putting the cons- like the mental effort towards making it happen because there's a lot of things on my end that I have to obviously work out with calendaring and, and finances right. and so on and so forth. But that would be so incredible because I can't remember the last. I mean, I do remember the last time. And it wasn't even a big climb. It wasn't even in a huge community of people, right? We're both from Northern Illinois. Like I was at Devil's Lake a few years ago and shut my phone off, right? And I was just toying around with it. I wasn't even like really climbing. I wasn't even really high up. Yeah. But everybody everybody was there that was in the same frame of reference, like the same mindset. Right, to have like-minded and people on, just, on these climbs is what it's all about. It really is. And it was just a breath, right? So incredible. So it's like to, to, to have the thought about doing that, but at the same point in time, like, okay, this is for a cause. And we can amplify this conversation in that way. Like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a life changing thing. Yeah, and oh, I'm putting a serious effort towards making it happen. Much Dude, I, I would seriously love for you to come. It's it's just memorable for both parties as well. I mean, you know, not just for right. you and I, but for everyone. And I I just think that's I think that's huge. I mean, it's, guys. This this is what all of this comes down to. Every conversation that this show is around, every 
conversation that's not had on this show. Everything that's it's it's it all comes down to this. Everybody who's been in this show, everybody who puts one foot in front of the other every single day towards something where the end result is leaving this world a better place than when we entered it. That's impact. Everything else is ancillary. Nothing else matters. Obviously, financial things are important, right? We got bills to pay. We got to eat. We got to support the family. We got to support families. We, there are things we have to do. But that's the why. That's why I do this. I don't do this because I'm making hundreds of thousands of dollars on the back end from this show. I'm doing this because I want to change people's worlds one person at a time. If we're liter- And there's one viewer on right now. I hope that one viewer, we're changing your world today. Because that's the goal. Scaled impact legacy, man. That's it. Everything else will come. It's being able to look beyond yourself as well. Like once you're able to do that, you know, I think that's, that's huge. And more people need to be able to do that. You know, everyone's just in their bubble, you know, and the bubble is being able. Right. And you need to be able to leave your comfort zone from time to time. And I, I really think being able to look beyond yourself is what it's all about. And learning compassion, you know, compassion is not everyone has that trait. You know, no, and, and, is huge. and and I don't want to say that. Oh man, if you if you're not a compassionate person, you can't you can't make an impact. Right. You can't change people's world. Right? No, that's that, not that, that that's not what we're trying to say. We're trying to say like, all right, it's not just about you, right? And this is something. I mean, Mark, you're human. I'm human. We struggle with it. Humans are selfish creatures by nature, right? We all want to do something to get like. We all, we all have reasons for why we do certain things, right? With my clients and my business, I am aggressive as hell. I hold feet to the fire because if I'm going to invest my time in you, you better believe I'm going to make sure you invest your time in you. And, and the, But you take that, you take business out of it, and it's just humans connecting, Right. You and I, we connected in a pretty incredible way a few weeks ago. And it honestly, man, I haven't, it hasn't left my mind. I'm like, all right, I've got to find a way to make this happen because this guy is going to change the world and I want to be there to help him. And so when you're out there and, and I think this, this, this is going to be the mental health tie into the, all right, what are those obstacles you have to overcome? And what did you do to overcome them? Being out there trekking in another country where the access to resources is limited sometimes, you're not in big groups of people, dangerous environments oftentimes, right? You're not, not it's not like you're walking down the street in your neighborhood and you're, you, you know that when you, that next step that you take, there's gonna be, there's gonna be ground underneath you, right? Right. Imagine, Tell me about what that's like from the mental health perspective, especially on the times where you may or may not be alone. Because that's got to that's got to do something with your head. Yeah, I, 
don't really know. Um, <laughs> and and that's an okay answer. Like that's called again being human. But I can I can just imagine it because I don't get. This year has been an odd year because usually I don't travel as much as I have this year. I've traveled a lot this year, right. and it's like I don't do well when I'm alone. Like I'm not wired to be by myself at all, traveling or otherwise. It's like I just don't. I'm not at my best when I'm by myself, which is weird. So I, I can only imagine that type of mentality compounded by the fact that you're in a different country away from the research away from your group. Right. Right. I think I'm feeling a bit like the outsider. I'm honestly the opposite. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I don't mind it. We're going to be different. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm a solo traveler. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll travel there by myself and then I'll meet up with this group that I've never met before in my entire life. Now that part, that part I would love. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, from from all over the world, which is wild. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't mind being just me and me and my mind. Sometimes I don't know. Like, I don't want to be inside my head too much. But right. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't mind it that much, especially when you're in that setting. You know, kind of just in a super remote area. I, I tell me about it. what that. Tell me about what that's like, because again, we're 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 having a very heavy conversation. Yeah. With it being a very light subject. Right. So I, I, I love how we're making, pulling, you know what I mean. Yeah, anyways, continue. <laughs> yeah, I, you mean like the actual, like, the journey? Just right. being in a remote? Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I mean, I just get super excited. Like, I don't even, I don't even think my brain registers what, what I'm doing. Like, in terms of the climbing, you know, I'm kind of just doing it and loving it and i don't know it's all i can think about like okay for instance when i did my mount baker climb in seattle um that was like a a training climb right that was a few months ago we didn't so like i you know prior to this point i've summited you know i've been successful with my trekking and everything like nothing no complications really um and we ended up having to pull the plug on the summit bit a thousand feet short of the summit due to just nasty weather and the glacier is too broken up. And I'm this, you know, just happy go lucky guy, even with 50 mile per hour gusts, you know, I'm just super excited. I'm like, wow. I'm just like, yeah, this, this summit is not going to let us tag it, you know, this easy. Like this is going to be a super rough, sorry, my monitor. <laughs> You're good, man. You're good. So like, I was just like, yes, this is, this is so difficult. Um, it's going to be so rewarding when I finally get to the top, you know? And like I said, like everyone else is just like, oh man, this is rough, you know, just terrible conditions. And I'm just, I have a smile on my face the entire time. And then the guides, the guides kind of congregated a few times, you know, seeing if we should continue. Um, finally on the third time, they're like, we're going to pull the plug. I was like devastated, man. Like the weather was horrible. And I'm like, oh man, like we went through all of this and now we're going to be short of the summit. And like I said, to that point, I wasn't, I, I never experienced, you know, that, that feeling of, you know, you just feel right. super disappointed and it was a really good learning experience. Cause then you, you know, how you can prepare for that. Cause then you're like, damn, I got 10 hours of climbing back down and you know, I right. didn't, I didn't succeed with the ultimate goal of, of summoning. So just being able to, pre- you know, prepare mentally that, you know, that, 
Mount Baker is always going to be there, you know. Um, it is what it is. It, it didn't happen this time around, and you know, I'll 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 go get it. I'll go get it next time. You know, it's so that kind of that kind of taught me. I learned a lot, even though it was really difficult to handle at first. I'm just like, you know, um, it's always going to be there, and I'll give it a go another time. You know, just keep trying. That's that's all it's about, I guess. So I, I, um, I love how climbing is such a metaphor for life. Yeah, I know. I was, I was just going to say you can apply that. <laughs> Think about that, guys. Uh, take it, you're an entrepreneur, right? You're striving towards that goal. Everything possible that's getting in your way, is, could possibly get in your way, is getting in your way. All of the obstacles, all of the challenges, all of the stresses, all of the struggles, all the bullshit, right? And then you quit. Not not quit, but you're like you you pull the plug and you have to and you have to trek back down and do something else for a while, train back and then come back. Such a metaphor for everything that all of us do. So I want you guys to take like if you're watching this or listening to this in the replay. Rewind and go listen to what Mark said again. A thousand feet away. And then having to be told that you couldn't do it, you have to start back. Like, and not just start over, right? It's not like, oh, boop, go and reset. You're having to have that same climb that you did going up to where you're just out of reach of where you wanted to be. And then you have to go back down, looking over your shoulder at what could have been the whole time. Exactly. It fucking sucks. <laughs> but it, you it learn sucks. from it. But it, it in the moment, exactly it sucks. That. But yeah. But then you you come back stronger from it, man. And like That's I said, I'm glad I'm glad it happened because I prior to that point, I haven't dealt with something like that. And right. It's a hell of a learning experience. That's for sure. I mean, that's that's exactly it, guys. That was just the most nail on the head, like way to talk about mental health while talking about what it is that you're so passionate about. Like that tie-in was just brilliant. <laughs> because I mean, that was just so real. You talked about, I mean, that, that let's equate that to somebody who's struggling with, with alcoholism, right? They've struggled with alcoholism for 25 years. fought tooth and nail they go 30 30 days 60 days 90 days without drinking and then it's swept away again because something happens a storm comes up right and it completely disorients them and they lose their progress and they have to start over but they start over that's the important part because it's only quitting if you let it get you, right? And I think that in this community is so huge. All of us are fighting for something massive. I don't care if you're an entrepreneur, a musician, a mountain climber, a podcast host, uh, a marketer. I don't care what it is that you do. All of us are struggling with struggling to achieve greatness every single day. But so many of us fall short because we let ourselves 
succumb to quitting. And sometimes that quitting is we're struggling with taking our own life. It happens. It happens too much. It happens because we're not having this conversation enough. It's because we're not talking about the stuff that's important to us. And we just let it eat at us. We let the storm brew until we completely lose everything we knew. That was probably the most introspective type of, because a lot of it's been, a lot of the episodes up to this point have been like very like off the cuff, just I've attempted to take my own life four times, but I'm here still. Very like direct. Right. Yours was everything that needed to be said tonight, especially after the week that we've had, right? Northern Illinois got slammed with snow. A lot of people were without power. A lot of people were struggling to get to work, to get to to get to doing what they wanted to do because a storm came up, right? But yours was, that was, I'm just, my mind is blown, right? <laughs> but like, okay, so about a little past the midway point. Um, yeah. If you're a person out there who's struggling, and I know there are people out there who are struggling because Otherwise, we wouldn't be losing you guys. Please reach out. Connect with Mark. Connect with me. Connect with somebody, but please just reach out. Or if you know somebody who is struggling, reach out to them. Be that, be that good friend. Be that community that these people need. And when you're struggling with whatever it is that you're struggling with, or you know somebody who's struggling. Remember, it's about finding somebody who cares enough to listen. Because when you are in those dark moments, when you're facing the storm, when you have to walk away from something that you work so hard for, you don't want people to tell you what to do. You want people to listen to you and empathize with you. Because that's what's so important. That's what makes all of this worth it is knowing that you have somebody there to guide, to help you and know that you're not alone because my friends, you are not alone. And I will say this until I no longer have a voice to say it with and then I will pay somebody to say it for me because that's how important this is. I love it, man. I love this it. Is, like, <laughs> this is why this, as often as I do it. I mean, this is what the, the 38th episode of this series. And this show has started on a whim because I wanted to talk about mental health for a month and it's been eight. And now we're, and, and the mission's not done just like yours isn't. And I guarantee you, once you're done with those seven, you're like, fuck, all right, I got to go find 25 more. Right. Because the mission's <laughs> not done with 43, 324, right? 43, yeah. I was right with that. It's not <laughs> done at 43,324 meters. It's not. Then it becomes 86,000 meters. Then 28,000 meters. It keeps going because we have to keep going. Exactly. I love it, man. <laughs> now, I, I, after the week that I've had, I really needed this conversation. Thank you. Because like I said, 
everybody needs a way out, right? Everybody needs, everybody needs their own version of therapy. And this is mine. So, all right. Everyone has their own, everyone has their own Everest, you know, their own Everest that they have to deal with. That's, that's the way, that's how I like to look at it. Everyone has their own Everest. And so, and sometimes you get to the summit and sometimes you don't. And then when you get to the summit, then you're like, shit, I got to find another one. Yeah. Or maybe you just get up, go back down to the bottom and start all over. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that, that's the takeaway, guys. Everybody's going to be on the journey. Everybody's got their own hill, their own mountain to climb, just like you said. But at the, at the same point in time, we're all in this together. Right? That's why this is a safe place. So many of us need that safe place. Because, Mark, and I want you to know this, if you're struggling, I want you to call me. Damn it, like, my foot got messed up and now I'm six weeks back on training. Like, that messes with your head. I told you that happened. You, that I know. That's why, that's why I made the reference. Yeah. Like, yeah. because then, then what happens? Your foot gets messed up for three weeks. Then all of a sudden, your mind is already going to the pack like, shit, I'm right. six weeks off. And then you just get into that self-deprecating behavior. And then what? Right. That three-week setback has become a right. six-month setback because you allowed it to become a six-month setback. Exactly. That's why everything exactly. that we can control. And that's why we can only control us, right? I can't control technology. I mean, the speed could die 10 seconds from now. And I'd be like, oh, fuck, all right. <laughs> but I'd still be frustrated about it like I was earlier. I mean, I was sitting here going like this because I was that annoyed with just the technology. But Mark, all right, so what's next? What's exciting right now? Because I know a lot's exciting. What's What's the next climb? All right, so I am climbing Aconcagua in Argentina, and I will be leaving on Valentine's Day to climb nice. that bad boy. That one is nice. going to be 23,000 feet, about near 23,000 feet. So it's, it's going to be a big one. Um, it'll be the tallest. So that's 20 days. 20 days. Being on the actual mountain, probably closer to around like, 17 ish that's like including travel and all that right. but yeah it's it's gonna be an expedition style um climb and it'll be the longest i've i've been in that um that environment for so i'm, I'm super super excited i can't wait that. to follow that journey along man yeah um that being said for people to follow the journey for people to get to know you a little bit more to connect with you what's going to be the best platform for people to connect with you on I'm going to say Instagram. Love it. Definitely Instagram. I'm a big yeah, IG person. Instagram. You yeah. know that. Um, and then I have the new website too. Um, yeah. I'll have a blog up on there uh, that I just, dude, I'm so excited about that website and it's so basic, but it's like my baby just cause like I built it and it's like so basic, but I'm obsessed with it and everything about it. And I love it. <laughs> Man, you, you, we got to have those things about ourselves and what we're doing that we obsess about. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, and like it was such a learning experience too. Like all the stuff that I learned along the way, just building it, and I built it in like two days. But it was just like it was awesome. I'm just so. Excited. And I'm gonna make sure, and I'm gonna make sure because this video and then yesterday's video with uh, with Colby, 
we're gonna get the videos up on YouTube, so I'll be able to make sure to like tag your guys' stuff there. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. In addition cool. to that, the audio from these episodes is gonna be uploaded into uh, the podcast. So wherever you guys stream your audio podcast, you'll be able to hear uh, this week's episodes of The Open Heart. So um, going back to Aconcagua, yeah. um, so I'm, ded- I'm dedicating that climb to uh, Quinta Batal, which is a small children's home that's at the base of the Andes Mountain in okay. mountains in uh, Mendoza, Argentina. And um, that's what I'm, I'm raising money. I, I did like an individual GoFundMe campaign. Um, I just met my goal of over $2,000 for that. And that's going to go towards internet accessibility, laptops and whatnot to help out over there. And then I just recently um, decided to have a more streamlined approach for donors where I'm going to have all the seven organizations on one campaign yep. tied all together with the 43324. So right. I'm pumped. And I want to say, I want to <laughs> say a, um, an actual massive thank you to Tom Meyer for, uh, yeah. Making sure to introduce us a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. The three of us and another one of our nonprofit colleagues have a lot of talking to do because I think I think we can find a way to help to change the world in a quicker scale. We just need to put all of our heads together to do it. So, yeah. Um, all right, so we'll make sure to have people connect with you on Instagram. I'll I'll link all that stuff up so people whether you're listening to this or watching live or watching after the fact, you'll be able to scope it out. Um, what's next up for the open heart. We've got uh, two all new episodes next week. Uh, next week's special guests you will get to know on as of Monday when I share that, but uh, I've got two incredible, two more incredible human beings joining me next week that I cannot wait to hear their stories. Just like, everybody else, every other guest that I had, I had on the show, you are all amazing human beings. And I'm blessed to know each and every one of you and call you all friends. And, um, hmm. as we get ready to wrap up, I, w- I want to say that the drive to create resources and make resources available to people who are struggling is a mission of the show. So what we're going to do, it's going to be a, it's going to be a massive undertaking, and it's going to take the, a world of people to make it happen. But we're going to make it happen, and we're going to make it happen next year. I told you about this a little bit privately, Mark, and everybody else who's listened to the show before knows it. We're going to build an app. We're not just going to build an app like everybody else wants to build an app because it's cool, it's kitschy, and it's fun. We're going to build an app because we found a way to make resources available to those who are struggling where they're struggling. That's the important part because we all, we get the base of any mental health issue is anxiety, right? Anxiety stems to stress, stress goes to depression, depression goes to alcoholism or any other, anything else. So when you're Googling, right? I'm depressed. And you get, you're, you're in Chicago, so you're going to get more search results than I am. But you're going to get 8 million search results, right? And if you're anxious, you're not going to make a decision on 8 million results, right? Because the one that you might want might be too far away and you can't go to them because, um, and, and all, the, all the questions start to come. So what we're going to do is we're going to find those resources that are near you for what you're struggling with. 
And then all you're going to have to do is fill in the blank and tell us what you're struggling with. And we'll pull that resource directly to you and give you the choice to call them, to email them or message them, or to go to where they are act not react that's how we change the mental health game that's how we prevent this from being a future pandemic as this world transforms into an even more digital one this is how we can bring resources to those communities that mark is working in around the world that are struggling with what they're struggling with because now they have internet accessibility. Now they have the tools and we can provide the resources. This is how we change the world. Isn't that right, Mark? 100%. Man, I so massively appreciate you. Any words of wisdom? Anything, any last, uh, anything that you wanna leave everybody with before we uh, part ways tonight? Just go for it, man. Just go for it. Go for it in every aspect. Get yes. better. Be Get better. better. Do better. Don't quit. Right? Awesome. All right. So, as I said, this lovely episode will be available as well as Colby's episode from Thursday. will be available in perpetuity here on Facebook until Facebook tells me to go away as well as YouTube. And then Sunday, the audio will be available. So make sure to stay tuned. I'll definitely share this with you, Mark, so that you can put it out to your world. Um, as we get ready to head into the weekend, I want to leave you guys on this little mantra because it's important. And I think we all need to hear stuff like this from time to time. So, be happy, number one. Number two is to have fun. Number three, number three is important. Number three is hustle because everything in life takes work. Whether you're climbing a mountain, working with clients, or just trying to get out of bed, everything takes work. But you have to, and I repeat, have to find somehow to introduce fun and happiness into your world because there's no amount of work or hustle that can bring that into your world. So you got to make sure to have those first. And make sure you make time to breathe. Even if you just once a day say the word breathe in your head, it's going to force you to breathe. It's a really cool thing. So that being said, my friends, I want to say thank you for staying tuned to this throughout this hectic week that we've had next week will hopefully be better but again thank you mark i'm gonna have you stick around for a minute everybody else we'll see you guys next week